Hey everyone, and welcome to the podcast of Nonsensical Gamers. This is Boardcast News for April 28th. My name is Matt, and joining me on the cast today are my two stupendous co-hosts, Miss Tiffany B. Hello. And Dan. Ladies. Thank you all for joining us. If you ever want to reach out, you can find us on Facebook at the League of Nonsensical Gamers. Shoot us an email at podcast at nonsensicalgamers.com. Head on over to BGG Guild number 2077 and join the conversation, or find us on places like Twitter and Instagram. We have an excellent show lined up. Dan has taken control of the news, and he's come up with some stories and some Kickstarter spotlights. So, without further ado, let's jump right in. For the record, I didn't take over the news. I just stayed up late last night. (laughs) Well, later than I could, because I was sleepy. Yes. So, welcome, everybody, to Dan's House of News. So, uh, start off. Let's start off with some awards. They may be meaningless to some, but to others, they're pretty awesome, uh, especially if you design these games. So, the Origins Awards, the um, the coveted Origins Awards, the much debated <laughs> Origins Awards, uh, were announced this past week. Um, I just thought I'd go over a couple of categories here that were pertinent because there's so many that make absolute no sense or I care little about. So the first one being board games. If you haven't noticed, this is a podcast about board games. We do that sometimes. We talk board games. Um, So the nominees here were Champions of Midgard. Boo. Lagranja. Yay. New York 1901. Yay. Orléans. Yay. And Star Wars Imperial Assault. Yay. So... You know, I give that five yays or four yays. How many yays was that? Was that four, four out five? of five yays? Four out of five yays in that category. So I, I have no qualms there. Obviously, I think there's probably better games that could have been nominated overall, but we've talked about this in nauseum uh, in prior episodes. So I think I'm just happy that there's actual board games in the board game category and they didn't <laughs> put like D&D 5th edition under board games or something weird like that. That seems to happen in the Origins Awards. So these are all solid games. I would approve of any of these. What do, What's going to win? This is crowd favorite, right? It do, isn't this voted on by the people? Lagrange, because I think Steven will be there and he will be promoting it heavily. Eh. What will win or what should win? Because no, will. Star Wars. Yeah, think? I think that's fair. Star Wars always wins. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I wouldn't be mad at that. But does Fantasy Flight come to Origins? No. But New York 1901 is a good family weight game. Mm, and Origins is a family no weight convention. No. I say Lagrange or Star Wars. Those would be my two picks. I say one of these five. <laughs> That's fair. Let's talk about card games, Dan. So card games. Um, I don't have... Actually, this one I think they, they nailed pretty well, actually. So we got Seven Wonders Duel. Yay! Ashes Rise of the Phoenixborn. Yay! The Grizzled. Yay! Medieval Academy. Yay! And welcome to the dungeon, which I don't consider to be a card game. That but is not a card game. Whatever, it's a good game. So at it least it has cards. It has games. At least it has it. cards. It, it has game in its title, and it has cards. So you know what? <laughs> By the the str- it's like it's like rap music nowadays. Like trying to get things to rhyme, but they don't. Like you look at them, like when you read a lyric, and you're like, nope, that doesn't rhyme. But when they say it, it's like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I had no idea you analyzed your rap music so in-depth, Dan. Oh, yeah. I'm like the guy on Office Space that just, in his car, rolls up his window and just starts blaring hardcore rap music. And then you roll up your window and look awkward whenever and whenever anyone comes by? Yeah. Is that what happens? Dan, uh, what was that song you were singing before we started recording? Uh, it wasn't hardcore was, rap. It was, that was Sia, Sia's... Cheap Thrills, yeah, featuring uh, uh, Sean Paul. Um, Dan is a, an eclectic man. Yeah, I listen to everything except country music. 
That's because that's awful. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, yeah, so then we'll move on to Family Games, which is probably where New York 1901 would have fared best, but it has yeah. no chance against code names. Um, yay! Uh, Comix, which is that, or comics, I guess is what they're kind of playing on there. That's some kind of create-your-own-comic story, uh, I think you yeah. vote on it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Dodles, which Matt has. I just saw that on sale for $6 this week. So gross. It's worth it for the clay alone. I was going to say, but yeah, but you, you got to keep your friend circle tight because like Tiff said, I don't want to be touching that dirty clay. I don't want to be playing that game with a kid. Who do you who do you play with? I mean, we've talked about this clay issue that Tiff has before, but seriously, who are you playing? Like you're not putting your Cheeto she's, hands in there. She's already said her kids are sticky. Like I have to send them to the bathroom to wash their hands before we can yeah, play Yeah, so games. as long as they wash their hands and they can play doodles with and you. And even then, they don't do a thorough job. Like kids don't understand hand washing. They it doesn't come matter back from the how many signs you have in, in the mouth. bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> this it's this would have won for me if the clay smelled like Play-Doh. No, I hate the smell of Play-Doh. It's oh my so God. bad. I sniff it all day, every day. Well, either way, it's not going to win, so let's move on yeah. to the next crappy game. Yeah, then list. we have Fuse, Tiff's game that she loved, and then the next week she hated. She loved for 30 total minutes. Tiff plays board games like in the political years and decides that, hey, I'm going to flip-flop just like all of our politicians. I reserve the right to flip-flop. It's fair. I'm glad you did because that game's kind of eh. I don't usually replay games, <laughs> so my opinion sticks for longer on most of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like this game. I haven't played it in a year, but it was good then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This game was so good in 2010. What is this last game, Dan? It's called Me Want Cookies. I don't know. There was a couple of cookie-related games that came out last year, and they're all like small kind of bluffing family games. So I have no idea what this is. Really really cornering the cookie-themed market that hasn't been tapped into. Yeah, Did you think c- Dan just got hungry when he was writing the show notes oh, and just dude. added that? Doodles, Fuse, and Me Want Cookies. Yeah. It's very possible that Dan wanted cookies in the middle of the show notes. Yeah, it's possible that that was just my thought process at 1 a.m. last night. It's not really <laughs> a game. <laughs> hmm. There, there's also the, uh, the family game I'm Sleepy. Yeah, I don't know. I guess everyone thinks that kids like cookies, and if parents see a game about cookies, that they'll buy it for their kids. I I don't know. I think it's promoting bad eating habits. (laughs) Me want carrots. (laughs) So much better, Dan. Yeah. Okay, and then the last one, I threw this in for Matt, but Tiff and I don't give a crap. Thanks, brother. Um, Is the miniatures gaming category. Uh, So you have Frostgrave. I don't know what that is. You have Guild Ball, I think think matt knows what that is you have star wars armada which i know what that is and that'll probably win because it says star wars and then you have warhammer age of sigmar and wrath of kings yeah i don't i don't know what's popular these days but i play guild ball and star wars armada so star wars yeah, will win yeah. it's it's a it's a star it wars should game. it's a lot of fun Frostgrave sounds cool though but i can't play all these minis games because no one wants to play them I like them. I just can't. I can't. It's one of the. It's like a. It's like a CCG. I can't jump down that rabbit hole at this point. Like it's just. It's a huge commitment. It's a huge commitment. Money and time. It's fair. Well, um, Menza has some games that aren't so bad. So Menza again, another awards ceremony that I don't really understand how they pick them, but they they pick some decent ones here. So you've got a game called. These are the winners, actually. The ones we just announced were nominees. These were the winners, I believe, of the Mensa Select Awards. Yeah. And this is a game called Circular Reasoning. Don't know what that is. Um, Favor of the Pharaoh. That's that game that has like 75,000 dice from Bezier. Uh, I think it's a re implementation of an old uh, Tom Jolly or Tom Lehman, one of the Tom designers. Um, it's got a 
a theme on it about pharaohs. So I've heard mixed things on it. I haven't had a chance to play it myself. Uh, the Last Spike. This is a train game. I think this is actually a local designer to us, Matt. I think he's from yeah, I think DC. So. Um, they promote this. They were promoting this heavily at PrezCon uh, last year and this year when it released. Mm-hmm. Last year it was the prototype, but um, it's a train game. So people like train it's supposed games. Supposed to be pretty light. Yeah, I would like check friendly. it out at some point. Uh, New York 1901, there you go. They they won this one. And then World's Fair 1893, which builds on Lanterns winning it last year. So Foxtrot has submitted and won two men's awards back-to-back years. Good job, Randy. Yeah. so Picking con- them well. Congrats to all of those guys. I'm confused about these games, though, because I saw this online, and I actually said it out loud to Kel and Mom, and... Mom's response was like, that New York 1901 game doesn't make you smarter. And I was like, I don't think these games are yeah, have I don't, to do with intelligence. I don't understand. And I'll plead the fifth here. Well, not plead the fifth. I'll plead ignorance. How about that instead? Yeah. Um, I don't know what the Menza select criteria is. When you think Menza, you obviously think what genius is, right? Isn't that what the Menza society is about? so to speak yeah. you know or it originated as so if i can play these games i'm a genius i guess i don't find any of them to be maybe they're just maybe the genius is their simplicity i don't know mm. yeah but anyways they're good games and now they have a, a sticker on their box yeah so um next up this might interest you guys um i've never played this game to be honest um and that is the <laughs> widow's walk expansion for betrayal at house on the hill um is it the at- internet exploded for like an hour when this yeah. was announced. So, again, this is that old, what was it? It was Hasbro originally, wasn't it? Or Wizards or one of those. It was Davio. Hill. Yeah, it was Rob Davio and the gentleman that designed this one. I, uh, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Something with the G is his last name. Um, so narrow that down on your own, folks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so this, you know, what they're saying, this is the first ever expansion for this critically acclaimed game. Um, again, I've never played it, so I don't know how it is, but it sounds like it has an interesting premise. It's like one of those, I mean, Matt, you have it and you can explain it. Um, this I've is going it. to, oh, and Tiff's played it as well. Sorry, Tiff, I forgot you were Thanks. here. Thanks. <laughs> I'm kidding. I knew you were here. I'm staring right at you. You're so beautiful. Um <laughs> The house is expanded, so there are 20 new rooms. Apparently, in the last, like, 10 years, construction has been going on on top of the hill. And they magically found 20 new rooms. And they found the stairs to the roof, which is previously unexplored. Um, <laughs> Did you know this was here the whole time? Yeah. Uh, if I'm in a haunted house, I'm running out the front door, I'm running to the roof so I can jump. Like, I don't, I don't know. Do you think they got the same contractors who worked on the second Death Star? Like, you gotta, it takes a certain type of contractor to work on these evil buildings. I guess. They need something. Just saying. I don't know. Like, 20 rooms is a lot. I mean, apparently they had a, a decent amount of land on top of this hill. It must be a big hill. I've never seen the hill. It must be huge. <laughs> um or maybe they, you know, somebody died next door and they eminent domained it, or I don't know. They took their their plot. Yeah, maybe they it's, got a double lot now. It's I don't know. Either way, it's haunted. We yeah. know that. Um, also, there's going to be new monsters, items, omens, events, and fifty new haunts. Which, as I understand, these this is like the book. This is the stories that you kind yeah. of go through. So that seems like a lot. Um, which is cool. And it, those are all penned by uh, Mike Selinker. Who, cool. And his like his team there, which is pretty cool. They do RPGs and stuff, so I'm sure they're well written. Um, so if you're interested in that, check that out. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes somewhere. Cool. 
Um, next up, I just thought we'd touch on a couple of brief things that came out of or came out around the Gathering of Friends, which is Alan Moon's invite-only giant convention, which originally, as I understand, started out as just a you know a gathering of friends, as it's stated, uh, but it's since turned into like a, a showcase for publishers to wheel and deal and show off prototypes and uh, for designers to kind of pitch as well. So... Um, some things coming out of there again I don't know if this came directly out of there but it's around the same time when I wrote it down um, so Z-Man Z-Man has announced a new game from Josh Capel set in the Merchants and Marauders world called Broadside um, wasn't a lot of detail on this they just kind of teased it but um, it sounded like a two player game where you're just doing a ship battle of some sorts um, again it could be more than two players where everyone's ship battling I'm not sure but when I read it it sounded like a ship battle sort of game. So, How do you know that Dan doesn't listen to the podcast? He talks about a game I talked about last news episode. Did you? Yeah, why didn't I'm just you, teasing. Why didn't you take it off the show notes? Because I just saw it. <sighs> Proceed. We'll delete this then. It's fine. Um, did you talk about all this other stuff? No, just that one. <laughs> well, I like that you, you let him it? launch into it. Yeah, just could've. to point out that he does you know i don't listen to the show i told either. you tiff he always tries to like i thought to, it'd be funny to derail me i think he finds it funny good job matt you really accomplished your goal isn't man. that kind of what we do on this show i thought that was our whole bag it is our bag i could have sworn that People i was enjoy okay. it. i didn't do it to make fun of you i just well, did fine. it to be funny well it's funny we just we just made fun of tiff for not actually being on the podcast that's fine i'm here for those who didn't listen to matt talk solo last week there you have it there's news i think people appreciate it more from you anyway that's fair i don't it's got know. a more sultry appeal it, it has no <laughs> appeal to me but <laughs> i just put it in ship there. battle game eh, yeah Meh. i like pirates but i don't like eh, i don't know all right Anyways. dynasties dynasties this matthias kramer matthias kramar i don't know how you say it but he is my favorite and this is his newest game um it just launched in german if it wasn't if it didn't require some crib sheets i would have already bought it by now but thankfully z-man has announced that they're bringing it over to the u.s in english and this is a game about creating a dynasty through um uniting families and land and all kinds of stuff in the medieval times or 1700s or whenever it was i don't know what it is um but it's an instant buy either way um tasty minstrel announced two um kind of smaller box games the first one being jiraku or jiraku as you know pronunciation is a forte of ours on this show yes um this is a trick-taking area control game i actually bought this at bgg con i have the um asian version of this um and so tasty minstrel has picked up the rights for it so that's cool because i've heard good things about it i haven't had a chance to play mine hopefully soon I actually meant to put it on top of my stack this month, but I slipped and forgot. Um, and then another one called Ponzi Scheme, which is a game about money. Ooh. You heard it here first. Um, I don't know. I've heard some good buzz about this. It's a it's a light filler style game, um, and I love financial games, so sold. Um, cool thing coming out of Czech Games was Codenames Pictures. Um, I don't know if you heard, I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast ways back, but um, it was kind of cool to see people were switching up their codenames games and they were playing it with Dixit cards, which blows my mind because it's hard enough with words. I can't imagine with those uh, trippy ass Dixit cards um, how hard it was for people to guess, but it's a cool new challenge if you're someone like me who's played codenames at least 67 times um, in the last six months. 
Um, so this one seems um, there wasn't a lot on this. Again, not a lot of pictures were revealed on all this stuff except for the box actually of this. Um, but as it was described, it sounded just kind of like that variant where they're going to have cards that have pictures on them and you're going to be describing them and doing the same sort of base code names aspect. So stay tuned for more on that. Um, and then they also announced Adrenaline, which they just dubbed a first-person shooting game. What? Yeah, no idea. Wild. But it's coming from Czech Games, so it'll probably be crazy thematic and crazy cool, and I'll probably like it, because I don't think there's a game of theirs I don't like. Except for Dungeon Lords. Um, yeah, but, Dungeon Lords is yeah. an acquired taste. Yep. And then, last but not least, Asmodee had a couple of things. Um, they had two expansions, a uh, Seven Wonders Duel expansion. And a Quadropolis mini expansion, which is ripe for an expansion, even though it just came out uh, four days ago. But <laughs> it's a game that can easily be expanded. The sad part is the box insert fits perfectly as is now, and there's no room for an expansion. But I knew they were going to do that. C'est la vie. There's, there's actually room. You could probably put it in one of the, um, the bins that holds the meeples and combine the meeples into one. But... I digress. I just wonder why any publisher makes those perfect custom inserts anymore. Because so many games get expanded. Like, why not just leave a little slot in case you expand it? Because yeah. if it does well, you probably will. Some some have started um, raising kind of the vacuum sealed inserts so that you can store stuff under them, which I think is nice. So that you can keep that base game, you know, to pull out with new people or something like that. And then if you want the expansion, you lift it up and it's under there. So... Yeah, I understand, but the the insert as is is beautiful. <laughs> um, and then there's a new Cathala game. If that guy didn't design enough already, here's another one called Yamatai, and this is all about exploring an archipelago. Um, again, not much has been released on any of these other than they exist. So, again, stay tuned. These are just all like whispers. I feel like I saw some tweets from like Z Garcia on that game. Possibly that interesting. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's Cathala, and it seems like more Euro-based Cathala, so I'm always interested in that. I hope but, it's really green. Um, It's going to have water, I'm sure. Yeah. So it's going to have some blue. So maybe you'll play it. Yeah, yeah, I will. Um, next up, <laughs> we'll stick with the Asmodee family. Um, Space Cowboys announced Route 666. If you didn't have enough Kichi, uh zombie games, here's another one. This one's from Martin Wallace. So thankfully, Martin Wallace sold this to Space Cowboys, so it is not the most ugly freaking thing you've ever seen in your life. I'm looking at you, P.I., I'm looking at you, all of your other games, Martin Wallace, automobiles, ew, ew, <laughs> just basically ew. Um, this is a game that, it, I don't, it seems interesting. Um, it's kind of a pressure luck bidding hand management sort of game in a way. So you're basically traveling from Chicago to um, wherever <laughs> Route 66 ends up. Where does it end up? Is it like California, Arizona, somewhere on the West Coast? Come on, mm -hmm. guys. My U.S. history sucks. I'm not I don't really, really leave Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it goes through nevada okay yeah pretty sure it ends on the west coast and that's everything we know about route 66 ladies i know that there's zombies there i don't think space <laughs> cowboys knows where it goes either because in the description it just goes a trip going south from chicago along route 66 well, that's because you might not make it yeah Dan. okay you're gonna get so, eaten yeah we're gonna say that none of us know where route 66 goes and lambast us for that it goes to your doom yes, yes. it goes to another <laughs> zombie game that's what it does womp womp 
Um, so there's this like deck of adventure cards and there's three different like levels of, um, difficulty that you can mix up the experience, etc. And, um, you're going to be battling zombie hordes and driving abandoned school buses and scavenging for gas and bullets. Wow. That sounds riveting. Um, but it, the gameplay is what's the uh, the intriguing part. So each round begins with an auction that determines your order, your player order, as well as which cards you will encounter. So the resources you're using to bid are the same as those used to battle the zombies. So basically your survival is going to depend on how you can balance the resource management part as well as winning the bids. Um, because you're trying to survive the longest and or accumulate the most points. So it sounds like it sounds like by winning the bid, maybe you face a least dif- a least uh, a less difficult challenge that round, for instance, but you may have to spend a ton of resources that you don't have to use in future rounds. So I don't know. It's it seems like a, a give and take. And I'm I'm curious to see. I wonder if it's like a closed economy, kind of like his warehouse fifty one. because um, that could be neat. I liked that game a little bit. I thought um, it was fun. Yeah, I'm I'm all about having like a controlled auction system as opposed to an open one. I think I like those games more. I've found out. Yeah. So I don't know. Space Space Cowboys is doing this, so you know it's going to look pretty. Um, the preview images they have up on BGG and stuff look uh, really cool, like that old style, um, like a '60s kind of art. Um, so yeah, check it out if you like zombies and want more of them. I am all for it. All right, guys. So we're gonna break in here with some cutting edge breaking news because that's what we do here and i'm going to turn it over to weatherman tiff sorry weather woman tiff to go Whoa. over it um a I storm don't think is brewing much to do with the weather <laughs> but <laughs> i was just browsing on board game geek and when you click on the games the game pages look fancier now web 2.0 is here to stay yeah it looks like a real website now i'm a real boy <laughs> <laughs> Apparently Dan has had has been looking at games like this for a long time and I'm just behind the times. He's on you're the one who's on the cutting edge, not me. Yeah, so they had like a closed beta testing of those game pages that I signed up for just out of curiosity and then I believe they opened them up for everyone but you had to like switch it if you wanted it and it sounds like if you had no um recollection of doing this yourself that they've officially switched to I guess a more open beta or maybe it's official I don't know we'll have to look into this that requires real reporting and we don't do that on this show yeah I mean the homepage still looks the same and that's why when I looked at it I kind of freaked out because it's like board game geek straight out of the like yeah. 80s and then bam this looks like yep. modern era website it's pretty good job board game geek yep the old Pinocchio that is board game geek is now a real boy and is now a 2016 website. <laughs> it took a while. Welcome to this century, Board Game Geek. I really like it. Yeah, it's uh, it takes a little getting used to, but it's not too bad. Um, and the last thing I had for news was a Cool Mini or Not, because it wouldn't be news without Cool Mini or Not. Surprisingly, I didn't put any FFG news in here. Go figure. Um, I'm sad. So... This is actually kind of interesting because they've announced Kaleidos, which is an old school. It's like 20 years old. This It's a, a game that was launched in Germany, like back in the, I guess, late 90s, early 90s, maybe. Um, and it sounds really cool. Um, I'd heard of it before, but I've never really looked into it. Um, but what you're going to do is so at either individually or in teams, you're going to look at this image. And these images are crazy. They had an example uh, on the press release. And it's like a giant, like, where's Waldo in a way, which I love. Um, 
and you're going to look at it and you have 60 seconds to write down as many things as you can that begin with the randomly chosen letter for that round. And then once time is up, you're going to reveal your answers and you're going to score a point if someone else named the same thing and three points for an answer that's unique to you. Um, and then you play on to a predetermined score and whichever team has the highest score wins. It's a very simple concept, um, but it sounds really cool. It's like categories with pictures in a way. Oh, man, that's like Board Game Club Central. When is this coming out? Do we know? Um, I did not see a date on that. To be Oh, actually, it was, um, I think it, they said Q3 this year. So probably Gen Con-ish, I would assume, um, for like a pre-release of it. But yeah, it's kind of funny that, you know, it, it was launched in Germany like 20 years ago, and it's now finally just getting to us. But say la vie. Better late than never. Yep, uh, that's the news. go ahead and move right into kickstarter spotlight we have a bunch of kickstarters that dan claims he can talk very quickly about so let's see how we do lots of interesting stuff dan let's kick it off with the game canopy yeah so the game canopy um like i said i'll talk briefly i have a full kind of accessory write-up on our site nonsensicalgamers.com um talking about this this is a luxury game bag in a way so is kind of funny, as I mentioned, like so many um, companies have sprouted up in the last couple of years addressing what's inside the box, but you haven't really seen anyone address how to carry and transport these boxes, which is a niche that I think is pretty neat for them to kind of explore. Um, the game canopy itself is a, it's a very like high quality bag. It's made of this Dura something. I can't think of the name of the material, but it's this very like high quality fabric that's supposed to stand the test of time. It's also water resistant, which is nice if you game in the rain. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's a great bag. I won't talk too much more about it. You can go to the Kickstarter page or you can go to our website, more importantly, and read my full write-up on it. But I really liked it. The one thing I will caution you is it's not cheap. Um it is, as I mentioned, it's a luxury good, just like board games are in a way. I mean, if you can afford this, I, you know, if you have the disposable income, I highly recommend it as a, a cool new way to, and a secure way because it's padded and everything. Uh, the games don't get white cornered or anything like that. So it's a really nice bag. It's compact and it holds like five to six um, ticket to ride size boxes. Um, again, my, my one complaint outside of price would be that it doesn't fit some of the awkward shape ones like power grid but if you're playing power grid you don't need five other games you just carry power grid because you're not getting done that <laughs> for a few hours um so yeah and as i mentioned the price the price right now there was early birds which i despise um but i guess i understand why they exist i don't like them though so i'm not going to pat them on the back for that but um, right now you can get the game or the game bag for, I think it's $117 plus shipping. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Which is a, it's a leap above the early, but the early birds, the super early birds were 79. The early birds were 89. And then the, so the super early birds were, yeah, something like that. There's and then so many levels. Yeah. And then bird. for the first, uh, like 24 hours, they had it running for $99. So they, they had plenty of opportunities. Again, I hate early birds because I think it's just unfair to those that discover the project later. I understand what they're there for. They're there to kind of drive the buzz and get that kind of initial funding goal so then people will then jump on board. But I, I find them to be, I just hate them. 
I just hate that it makes your uh, project look so much more complicated. Like, yeah. You're offering two products here, really. And I have to scroll through all these levels. They have add-ons. So they have it with and without a shoulder strap. They have it with and without the, the rain bag, which I don't understand because it's already water resistant. But I guess this one's full. Water resistant, not waterproof. Yeah, I guess. But if you're standing in the rain that long, I mean... Yeah. Well, Anyways. if you commute, I don't know. I like that it is available in hipster yellow. Yeah, they have a lot of colors. And they also have what's outside of the game canopy, they have the game Vanguard, which is a smaller bag that fits three games instead of like the five or six I mentioned. So, and that one's cheaper. I think that one's like 75 or 79 bucks. So as I mentioned, it's a, it's a pure luxury good. I mean, your dollar five Ikea blue bag is perfectly suited to still carrying your games. I, I, I can't fault anyone for not backing this, but like I said, if you are looking for a new bag and you have some disposable income, uh, I fully endorse it as a, as a great quality product. So that's that. Um, next up is Tech. This is from Cheap Ass Games and Patrick Rothfuss. So this is, for those who know, um, I am learning about this now because I'm on book two of his, um, was it the King Slayer Chronicles or the King Killer Chronicles? I always get them mixed up. Um, but this is an actual game that they play um, in the second book. It's called Tack. It's an abstract game. The game was not fully developed, but James Ernest from Cheap Ass Games and Patrick Rothfuss are, are close friends. And James asked him if he could design the game. And Patrick said, if you only do it justice. And apparently they've come up with something that they both really, really like. And it looks cool. It's a, it's a purely like wooden abstract game. Think of like a chessboard with all these kind of different shaped pieces. And the, the object is you're just trying to build a road from one end of the board to the other end of the board. But you're doing it by moving pieces and stacking them on top of other pieces and different pieces do different things. So um, it's supposed to be a, an elegant abstract game, which I, I'm always intrigued by. And the fact that it comes out of this book series that I'm really, really enjoying, um, I'm very interested in it. I've bookmarked it because I want to I want to get to it first in the in the um, book before I look at the game page and kind of analyze it. But if you're interested in that, check it out. It's already at like three or four hundred thousand dollars. So this this book series really carries a, a huge fan base, similar to the the fan base that carried pairs to its ridiculous um, funding goal as well. Yeah, and it it's true to cheap ass games in that you can buy like the basic set for twenty five bucks, which is a really nice price. Uh, but then you've got these other levels where you can kind of upgrade, get more components, get better components. Um, so if you just want to play the game experience, it's cheap. If you want like a full board game, it gets higher in price. But uh, it looks pretty cool. I'll probably end up backing it at least at the low level because uh, I love abstract games. Yeah, it's um it's one I thought about actually just getting the rule book and making myself. You could do that too, um, yeah. but if I do back it, I'll I'll go all out because that's what I would do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But again, I want to I want to read about it first. So that's that. Um, next up, a quick one. I just put this in for Tiff because Tiff likes music, and this is called Shenanigans the Musical. This is a, it's a I guess it's a I guess you would call it a social deduction game. But the the premise is kind of cute. Um, you're members in an orchestra in crisis because someone cannot play the instrument and the music is suffering and that person has to go. So basically you are trying to weed out the person who can't play their instrument, which is kind of cute. It seems like from reading the description, I don't want to, I don't want to, um, I don't want to blackball it into a corner calling it werewolf cause that game sucks. 
but it sounds like werewolf for an orchestra <laughs> basically and any game with social deduction could be likened to werewolf i guess in some way or another but the really cool thing about this is that the money is going to charity the money if this funds i believe it's going to help fund this specific orchestra that the designer runs is that correct the people's orchestra promotes music and tries to make it more accessible like i've heard of them before i don't know if they are themselves a charity i don't remember but it's a good cause yeah. yeah. Nevertheless. And I really like the premise of it. I, I think that's great. Like, <laughs> I think it's a good lesson. Who, I, <laughs> who's blowing their horn off key? <laughs> I would love to. I mean, if it weren't for the fact that it's a social deduction game, this would be a great game. Uh, there have been a few orchestra type games out there and none of them have been particularly impressive or good looking. This is probably the closest one I've seen to like, I might consider backing this. A, because, you know, it promotes music and that needs to happen. But it really is kind of like a cute idea. And essentially, it's my job, the game, to figure out which kid can't play their instrument. <laughs> yep. uh, so I think it would be fun. I mean, especially for me as a music teacher, I think my, my kids in board game club, who are a lot of them musicians, would enjoy the premise of this game. So, yeah, maybe I'll back this. It's not terribly expensive. The People's Ten Orchestra... Pounds. Sounds like something that would be spearheaded by The Rock. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, if only. (laughs) I would have backed Um, this long ago if The Rock was in on it. He's too busy filming Baywatch. Get out of here. (laughs) Um, So that's uh, that's that. Check that out. It's pretty cool. Shenanigans the Musical. Uh, Next up is a innovative game. I'm going to say that off the bat because that's what really attracted me to this. This is called Sinks Trap. And this uses what they're calling is the Lark Lamp Magic Lantern game system. So this basically takes what looks like almost like one of those little IKEA desk lamps and it slots in these patterns on the, the four sides. So think of a, um, an IKEA desk lamp, the, the rectangular ones. So you slot in these four, I don't even know what you would call it, like shades on the side and it turn on the lamp and it produces a, a game board on the table made of light. And then from there, you play the game on top of this, which is a really cool looking... I mean, it's, as, as a piece of art, it just looks really neat. But it's a game you can play in the dark, like, finally, without glow-in-the-dark dice. <laughs> um, but it just looks really uh, innovative. This, And like I said, ba- based on that Lark Lamp system, this first game is called Sinks Trap. Or Sink Trap, or I don't even know. Snicks how- Trap. Snicks Trap? I don't even know. S-N-Y-X-T-R-A-P. Yeah. Snicks Trap. Snicks Trap. They're fairies. Oh, that's a fairy? I thought it was a butterfly. Fairy something. Snicks are mischievous fairies from the ethereal realm of the Shadow Fae, and one is loose inside your home. Yep. And you're trying to play play cards from your hand to lure and trap the other hunters and be the first to capture the little um, sinks inside your lamp. So... Pretty cool looking. Um, again, it's uh, it's unique, and that's what we like on this podcast. When it's a game system, too. It's not just this one game. They're going to be releasing new options that yep. you can buy through their web store as uh, you know time goes on. They're also providing PDF files and guides to make your own games, because all you need is a little bit of creativity and some paper, and you can build the side panels that create different boards. And then, you know, so this is another one of those game design tools that could potentially be utilized. I, I don't know 
how easy it would be. I mean, I think a lot of these games are going to end up being abstract, but I think that what they've got here is like a super cohesive between the light and the components that they're they're putting out, a very cohesive mashup between the game and the system, which I think is pretty cool. I just I worry will it look this clean on my tabletop cuz their uh, their images are so nice. Yeah. As a collector, I think this is amazing and I want it. And I want it. Well, you can have it, Tiff, for $50. And I shall. Which actually isn't that bad of a price, depending on how complex the game is. I mean, but the system and the game for 50 bucks, that's okay. Worst case, you have a light. Yeah, a yeah. cool light that produces a game board. So that's that. Check that out, people. I'm backing it. Thanks, Dan. You're welcome. That's what I do. So the people at Sinks Trap, you can send my commission to me. Well, and make sure that you search for, do you have to search for the Lark Light? Yeah, I think it's under Lark Lamp Magic Lantern Game System. I think that's what it's under. But the first game they're advertising is the Sinks Trap. So if you want to find it, look for the light. Lark Lamp, L-A-R-K Lamp. We'll have the link in the show notes. Um, Next up, uh, this one, a quick mention. Bottom of the ninth. The game that we've talked heavily about on this podcast, as well as on our website, um, baseball simulation for the ninth inning, pitcher versus batter, trying to get the last out or the winning run. So they have expanded it, the clubhouse expansion, which is going to add new players. It's going to add some equipment cards and it's going to add peanuts and a bigger box. Did you say peanuts? Peanuts. Oh, okay. It might also come with... Nope, nope, stop. Peanuts. <laughs> it reminds me of ace ventura too peanuts why thank you it's bulky but i consider it carry on hi oh he's got jokes um yeah so check that out uh go to the website if you want to hear more of our thoughts on bottom of the ninth we all love it it's a great game if you like expansions expand it i don't think it needs one personally i i think the game is great how it is i don't need 20 new players i've got 60 already but <laughs> listen the original game has me in it what more do you need yes if you're playing with anyone other than tiff i'm not if sure you, what if doing. you want to win the game though leave tiff on the bench it's the only time you're gonna see tiff in a skirt enjoy yes um <laughs> in an imaginary drawing yeah yes. or a real drawing of fiction here come all the creepy shower jokes again Woo-woo. oh no <laughs> <laughs> not again did i miss something no. Don't you remember when everybody was talking about showering with us? Oh. And like listening to podcasts in the shower and everybody I, was well, tweeting. Well, see, you said creepy shower jokes and I just take that as Oh, those are normal for you. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so check it out. Uh, it looks nice. Next up is Cavern Tavern. And this is a, a Euro style game with dice. So this is right up Tiff's alley as far as dice. <laughs> I Custom like dice, dice as well. Um, you are basically, and uh, my page froze. Um, I think you're in a tavern, right? Yeah. You might be in a cavern. Sorry. Yeah. You're in a fantasy You're in a realm. tavern that's in a cavern. <laughs> um, with a wavern. <laughs> that's that rap stuff again, where I stretch wyvern to wavern. Yeah. So it's like. You're actually working in a tavern in this game and you're working on yeah. serving people and managing the bar. Yeah. So you, you're a worker in the tavern and your job is to serve drinks fulfill kitchen orders and do like chores to keep all the guests happy so there's going to be guests that pop up and you're going to have to serve them and you're trying to appease the greedy barkeep um i think his name is nasty dwarf or something like that it's pretty original um (laughs) (laughs) so creative with that one um but again it's using dice as kind of workers to kind of collect the research yeah it's nasty the dwarf 
I wasn't that far off. I forgot the the. But he's going to, you know, if you don't do your certain chores or fulfill certain things, he's going to penalize you with certain things. Um, negative things, obviously, because his name is Nasty the Dwarf. But yeah, it looks cool. The art is very clean and uh, cool looking. It's got a, um, it, it reminds me, and I don't think it's the same artist, but I, if it is, I apologize. It reminds me a lot of the Valeria artwork, which is not a bad thing at all because that artwork is amazing. I'm just scrolling down the page here to see if I can find the artist. I like that there's a time element to this. So like you're you're mixing and serving drinks or whatever, but you have to, in order for it to be good, you have to do it in a certain amount of time, I think. I remember seeing that on the video. I stand It is the same artist that did Valeria. Is it? Yes. Miko. Um, Mihailo Dimitrovsky, a.k.a. The Miko. <laughs> the Miko. Uh, yeah, the guy. He's the guy who did Shipwrights, the whole kind of North Sea trilogy, and the Valeria stuff. So love his art. This one has way more drunk gnomes, though. Yes, this has a lot of <laughs> drunk gnomes. And the, the gameplay sounds really interesting. I was kind of bummed. They actually approached us to review this, um, but it was a it was like a few days before the, the project launched, and we just don't have the capacity to do that right now. We have a pretty busy month ahead of us. So I was kind of bummed not to be able to try this out, but I'm definitely going to look at it a little bit closer. So you should, too. 44 bucks. Yeah, that's a pretty good price for a Euro-style game with 21 custom dice. Yeah. and this really nice artwork so check that out that's cavern tavern so next one i'm going to mention is starving artists and this is a game that's apparently a won awards i'm not sure which awards but it says it's an award-winning game um and it, they're Some calling it game crafter award i think oh okay it's a paint by cube game and now i am a sucker for little plastic acrylic cubes and those little plastic acrylic gems side note but little plastic acrylic cubes i'm a sucker for and you're basically taking these little works of art and on them they have different blank spaces that are colored and you're going to be placing cubes of the matching colors onto these art pieces as if you're painting them and from that you're going to gain food so that you don't starve hence the starving artists part of it um and you're going to play this out over a few days buying new canvases and painting those canvases um as well as earning more paint to paint those canvases. So um, it seems like a cute little, um, you know, quick Euro filler style game. Um, it's adorable. And you draw stuff from a bag. Yep. You're drawing you're drawing little paint cubes from the bag, and you're putting the cubes on the little spots on the art itself. It's It's got a cool tactile look to it. Um, as far I, I'm a big fan of like mixing paint. I love fresco, so like mixing paints and all kinds of stuff like that. I don't think you mix paints in this, but um, you're putting them on there, like I said. So it's got that little tactile feel, which is neat. So check out Starving Artists. Um, it's not funded yet, but it's close. So it's only twenty nine bucks. Yeah, it's rather. And if cheap. you really want a game mat, you can spend more. Our our buddy Steve backed this, so that's actually how I came across it because he popped up in my Twitter feed that he backed it. So. Mm-hmm. I'll play Steve's copy if I don't get one myself. Um, yeah, so that's that's a couple of projects. Maybe hopefully some that you hadn't heard about and you're interested in. So check them out. That's what we try to do. We try to stay off that mainstream beaten path. Cool. And that's the end of the episode. We did it. 
Yep. Good job, friends. Thank you all for joining us for this Boardcast News. If you ever want to reach out to us, you know where to find us on Facebook at the League of Nonsensical Gamers by shooting us an email at podcast at nonsensicalgamers.com. Joining us on the BGG Guild, number 2077. Finding us on places like Instagram. Leaving us iTunes reviews if you like the show. We appreciate that. And the best place to talk with any of us directly is the Twitter. Tiffany B., if people want to chat with you about why you don't talk on the show, how do they do that? I, uh, I'm at ineptgamer. She won't reply to you. Don't get excited. And if people want to talk to Dan... You can talk to me. <laughs> at League Nonsense for the League's account or at Scandalous underscore Nat if you want to get a little personal. And you can find me at Cinnamon Buns, spelled phonetically, and you can join the debate. It's not really a debate. It's a. It's, it's not a debate. Agreement. It's basically stupid. You can join right. the thread of people insulting me. It's not insulting you. It's the, spe- it's the phonetic spelling of cinnamon buns. Which is correct, by the way. Matt Loomis. Get out of here. <laughs> I, I almost sent him a picture of dictionary.com. Thank you all for joining us. We will chat with you next week during episode 44. See you then. Toodles. Bye. 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 <laughs>